1: I think one of the most important disciplines that we as Christians can develop is in our morning devotions to remind ourselves every day that Jesus is with us. Jesus promised to never leave us nor forsake us, Jesus is with us.
0: I used to say fairly often, I haven't said it too much recently, but I look at this time with Pastor Layton Sheely from Church of the Highlands as a few minutes of devotion and i hope you do as well as pastor layton just indicated god is with us he's ready are you this is study verse by verse with pastor layton sheely from church of the highlands in san bruno and they're on the web at highlands.us that's highlands.us and once again pastor layton continues in the book of james
1: The portion of Scripture we want to look at today is in chapter 5 and begins at verse 7. It reads, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You've heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you've seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brothers, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. So this portion has two uh, predominant themes. They're introduced in the beginning of verse 7. They are being patient and the coming of the Lord. The coming of the Lord and being patient. Now, with regards to the coming of the Lord, the early church lived in an expectation that Jesus Christ might come at any moment. And James is exhorting his people to wait Patiently for the returning of the Lord, like a farmer waits for his crops to be ready for harvest. The farmer needs patience to wait until nature has done its work, and the Christian needs patience until God has done his work and Christ comes again. And what James is encouraging is that believers be patient until the Lord's return, but he's not describing a passive patience. He's describing an active patience. It is a patience that loves and cares for one another in the church. It's a patience that refuses to criticize or grumble against other believers. It's a patience that prays for those who are sick. It's a patience that confesses sin, that brings back any who wander from the faith. And a firm, patient perseverance in the face of trials. Now, this passage is of great value to this generation of American Christians, because I think we have a tendency as American Christians to assume that this world should be a good place, and therefore we become gravely disappointed when bad things happen to good people. It's because we become spoiled, and we become spoiled because our nation was founded as a Christian nation, upon the Christian faith and principles, or as our Pledge of Allegiance describes it, one nation under God. And American Christians have not had to suffer the persecution that Christians around the rest of the globe and throughout history have had to suffer. But that is changing. This world is not our good place. Heaven is. This world is a fallen world. It is corrupted by sin Every one of us has been thoroughly corrupted by sin. That's why we need a Savior. That's why God sent Jesus as our Savior. And we patiently await His return. Now with that, as an introduction, let's study the passage verse by verse. He begins, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Now the coming of the Lord has been the major focus of most Christians... In history, for a good reason, because it reveals the point at which our patience will no longer be required. When the Lord comes back, everything's going to be made right. And the early church was in such a constant expectation of Christ's return that uh, evidently some of the early believers quit their day jobs, packed their lunch, and went up on the hill to wait for Jesus to come back. And the apostles had to say, no, 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 we're supposed to occupy until He comes. You need to stay uh, working until He comes they had such an expectation of the immediate return of Christ and so should we in hebrews chapter 11 which is sometimes called the believers hall of faith we are invited to consider the examples of generations of faithful men and women who lived before Christ as they're described in hebrews 11:13 all of these people were still living by faith when they died they did not receive the things promised They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. They admitted that they were aliens on earth. This earth is not their home. They were looking for a city whose maker and builder is God. That's their home. That's heaven. And the, and the faith of these people was built upon the character and the promises of God, that God always keeps his promises. And our faith is built upon Jesus himself who is the fulfillment of God's promise and promised that he would come again. And James continues, he said, See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And so James provides this example of patience Uh, by describing the farmer who has to wait for his valuable crops. The expression, the early and late rain, is used elsewhere in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And it refers to two periods of rain that are very vital for a healthy harvest. One at the beginning, when the seeds are being sown, the other at the harvesting time. The first softens the soil, and it stimulates the seeds to sprout. And then the second ensures a full ripening of the crops. And the farmer is at the mercy of the weather, is completely outside of his control. And likewise, the timing of Jesus' return is completely outside of our control. There's nothing the farmer can do to speed up the process of rainfall and and harvest, but to wait for God's appointed time. And so likewise, Christians must be patient even in the midst of exploitation And suffering because Jesus Christ is going to come at God's time. And the point of this is not the amount of time, the length of time for waiting, but the need to remain steadfast and established during the wait. He says, establish your hearts. The word establish means to strengthen, to make stable, to have an unwavering confidence. That we have an unwavering confidence In God, in our daily living, knowing that Jesus Christ is coming, that we do not live as though Jesus is never coming again, or that we don't live like Jesus is coming tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, but that we live like Jesus could come at any moment, that Jesus could come right now. And when we live in that knowledge, then we have a tendency to work faithfully in building his kingdom, knowing that Jesus might come at any time. Verse 9, do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Do not grumble means do not complain <clears throat> against one another. Do not blame your troubles uh, on one another. It's in the present tense, and it refers to something that's a habitual action. So you might, you might render it as do not keep complaining. Uh, stop it. Stop Complaining is what he's saying. Now, complaining and bickering is an evil that can easily infest a church and distract it from accomplishing its primary task. And James is talking to these believers who, as described in this book, have been facing persecution from the outside and problems from the inside. And in those kind of circumstances, it's really easy to find ourselves criticizing and grumbling. And becoming critical, and James doesn't want them to continue allow that because it, it leads to resentment and bitterness towards other people in the body, and that destroys the unity of the church that we so desperately need in order to accomplish the purpose for which Christ established His church. So, refraining from criticizing and grumbling is part of what it means to be patient. And he gives us a reason for not complaining. He says that you be not judged. Because complaining and criticizing someone else is judging someone else, and it's something that Jesus has forbidden. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Jesus said, Judge not. And then he says, behold, the judge is standing at the door. He he uses the word behold. It means, look, see this, don't miss this, this is important, behold. Now, Christ's return could happen at any moment. And what he's warning the believers is to not be stuck in the middle of judging and quarreling and criticizing and gossiping when that happens. Instead, they should be serving. You know, a knowledge of Christ's presence is not only comforting to us, it can also be convicting when we're behaving as though he was far away. I think one of the most important disciplines that we as Christians can develop is in our morning devotions to remind ourselves every day that Jesus is with us. Jesus promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus is with us. He's with us and He's within us because when we become believers, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. We become a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's so important for us as Christians every morning when we start our day to remind ourselves that God is always with us and always within us.
0: Do you ever feel alone? Well, of course you do. We all do at times. But in the sense that Pastor Layton just described, we are never alone alone. God is always with us. He's always within us. And there are people, people at this radio station, for instance, or this ministry who care about you. And if they knew your needs, they would pray about them. You are never, ever alone. You're listening to uh, Pastor Leighton Sheely on a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse. He's in the book of James and we'll continue in the book of James, the fifth chapter tomorrow. I hope you can join us. I'm Mike Trout. This ministry is uh, supported by people just like yourself, people who benefit from the teaching and want to come alongside and participate with us. You can do that when you go to the website, studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. We'll be back tomorrow at this same time. I hope you can join us as Pastor Layton opens the Word of God and we study verse by verse.